It's a great day for a podcast. Once again, here he is, John Oakley. We are live at the Riverdale Farm. It is the home stretch of a special day where we've been paying homage to the farmer and the people who look after our food supply and uh, in cases of animal husbandry, not to be taken for granted either. We're hoping to wrangle us a goat before the hour is out. But joining me now is Sunday Harrison. Sunday is a garden and food educator, founder and director at Green Thumbs Growing Kids. Sunday, I appreciate you joining us here live in location. Good afternoon. Hi, thanks for having me. Green Thumb Growing Kids. Explain that. What's that about? Well, we uh, work in partnership with local elementary schools. And I just wanted to say that we actually started right here at Riverdale Farm in 1999. And we had an after-school program for kids aged 6 to 12. And they came here to the farm and learned about growing food. And it was actually kids in my program that said, how come we can't have a school garden? And I said, I don't know. Let's see if we can. And so that was the year 2000. And we started at Winchester Public School, which is about a kilometer, not even, 750 meters west of here to grow food. And so for us now here today with some of those seedlings and what will be produce from those gardens and from our land, we're talking about the one kilometer diet right here, right now. Farm to fork. Right? Yeah. And it's grown by kids, so they get to learn where the food comes from. I think you were talking with your earlier guest about all of us needing to know where our food actually comes from. It comes from the soil. Mm -hmm. 95% of our food comes from soil. So we need to learn how to treat that soil right so that it gives us the most nutritious, beautiful produce that we can possibly cook with. Or just eat fresh off the vine. But Sunday, you said this was an after-school program. Wouldn't it be better if we had this as part of the mandatory curriculum in our schools? You're talking my language, because when we ended up back at the school gardens, we found out that it's nobody's job to help kids learn where food comes from. So we set out to be a a partner with the schools to help kids learn where food comes from. They have a little bit of, they have a little bit of education about food. It's a Canada food guide, which is good. That's a start. But if you don't know what fresh food tastes like because it's expensive and you know you just haven't had that opportunity you don't know what you're missing so to grow it on the school grounds and to have kids involved in every phase of producing that food they get so proud and they try those foods that they wouldn't try unless they had had a hand in growing them so it's not in the curriculum but it should be Oh, yeah, you've got a believer in me for sure. I mean, this is so integral to life and uh, to appreciate, especially now, you know, as food is becoming increasingly expensive, uh, there's food insecurity. This is something that would be necessary to teach. And as you say, for many, a labor of love when they uh, see the product of their labor, uh, there's a source of pride. 
responsibility. There are so many life lessons that would be involved in the production of food. So true. Like the garden teaches so much more than how to grow food. Mm-hmm. I mean, we start there. Right. But the sense of agency, the the connection to life forms beyond human you know, like kids get pretty excited about worms and bugs because they haven't like in this neighborhood, there's so many high rise families like they have the kids don't have access to green space except places like this, mm-hmm. the Riverdale farm where they can come and actually see other creatures and see a lot of green space. This is. You know, this is why I started my program here, was that there are so many kids, thousands of kids in the neighborhood, very close to here, who didn't come here. They didn't feel they had access to this space. And they don't have green spaces. Maybe if they have, if they're lucky, they have a balcony. And on that balcony, they can grow a pot of, of collard greens or whatnot. Just, you know, have some, some living plants in their vicinity Um, but it's actually embarrassing how easy they are to please with worms and bugs like you know you're in the school garden and they get so excited about worms and bugs and you're like "Mm, um, (laughs) it's not that exciting but you know I love it that you love it you know absolutely absolutely something that moves them Sunday Harrison's with us again garden and food educator founder and director at Green Thumbs Growing Kids so If I were to uh, allow you to wave the magic wand and implement this as a school program, even mandatory, part of the curriculum, you would look at it in practical ways. I mean, every school has a playground. Uh, They set aside some space for a ball diamond or a soccer pitch or whatever the case may be. Yeah, true. Certainly you could do that with a little plot of land where they could grow food and uh, certainly learn from that. How would you go about implementing that program if you were in charge? Well, I take it kind of the model I would use is the library. Like you have librarians in every school and they interact with all the grade levels. They provide reading material that's specific to that grade level and they're itinerant so they can move from school to school if like you know there's a, 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 a no librarian in one school there might be one in another and they move around so i'm thinking why not have a gardener who moves from school to school like our model is based on looking after three school gardens one day per week each right and we have the kids out they work in their garden one day a week so every kid in the school is going to have a chance through the growing season what if we had gardeners like librarians who could travel from school to school and bring the kids out to their school garden and, you know, help them grow some food. Now, I think it might take, you know, some teacher input, but with the schools that we work in, we have some wonderful teachers. They would be so happy to have the mandate to go outside and learn with their students. There's just nothing in the Ontario curriculum that says you have to take your students outside mm. to learn. So when the kids get outside, sometimes they think it's recess. And, you know, so you need a good ratio in the garden. You need, you know, so we have staff and we have volunteers and, you know, we make sure that kids are kind of in small groups and they can each do a physical activity, a hands-on activity to learn that way experientially. 
and our programs are like you know teachers are very very happy to have us so you know I would love to see a model like ours scaled up um, I don't know what it would take, but I know the Ontario government did add food literacy into the curriculum mm-hmm. over the past uh, couple of years, which is a good start. I think the tactile experience of actually being out there and getting your hands dirty and growing food and being proud of your accomplishment is the necessary next step. I really appreciate your coming by and uh, I wish you the best. I hope this program does inspire others or it, it expands. It's necessary to do very, very timely. Thank you for coming by this afternoon. Thank you so much. You got it. Sunday Harrison, again, garden and food educator, founder and director at Green Thumbs Growing Kids. It's the Oakley Show. And we're live on location at the Riverdale Farm, hoping still to wrangle a goat. Where's Downey? Downey wanted to hang on to a goat here. And uh, by the way, triplets were born just a couple of days ago, twins earlier this morning. It's a wonderful experience. The Riverdale Farm. Listen to the John Oakley Show live each weekday afternoon from 3 until 6. If you live in the Toronto area, just turn that AM dial to 640 and listen anywhere on earth 24 hours a day by going to 640toronto.com. Follow on Twitter at AM640Oakley. You've been listening to A Curious Cast. New podcasts and shows are debuting all the time. So check back often to see what's new in the Curious Cast Library.